Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jake Talk Sports Podcast. Man, it actually has been quite a while. Let me kind of break down why. Um, so, I was at camp for a week. Um, that started last Monday. Today's Monday. You guys are listening to this on Monday or whatever day you're listening on. It was, this episode basically was recorded and uploaded on Monday. So, last Monday started camp. And then that camp ran until Friday, and then I got home on Friday, and then two hours after getting home, I left for North Carolina, where I am on vacation currently, decided that I would record an episode today. I got some free time on my hands, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, so yeah, let's get into the breakdown. All right, let's break it down. The first one we're going to talk about news that actually literally just happened a few minutes ago. Lonzo Ball to Chicago Bills for four years. That is crazy. Okay, we'll talk about if the Bulls are going to be any better. Um, I'm assuming they won't be worse, but are they going to be any better with Lonzo Ball and what he's going to do for the future of that organization? Then we're going to talk about everything that happened in the MLB for the uh, before the trade deadline. I don't know much, but I can definitely tell some what the big things are. And we'll talk about the impact of all the teams and all the players that went to different teams, mostly Cubs players. And then we'll be talking about the NFL. There's going to be a few topics I'm going to break down with the NFL, especially as a Packers fan. Some stuff happened while I was at camp that I want to talk about, so let's get it. All right, let's get right into it. Lonzo Ball to the Bulls on a four-year deal. What does this mean for Chicago? Do Will they be any worse? Will they be any better? Like I said in the breakdown, I don't think they're going to be a worse team with Lonzo Ball. But it might be a little bit of a stress if it'll be a better team. Lalo is a great passer and an improving shooter. And that's something that is really encouraging to see. So future value-wise, I think this is a great deal for Lonzo and for the Bulls. Because Lonzo is, uh, I think, one of the most high-potential current players in the NFL. NFL and the NBA, I mean, he's improved so much. Um, since his time in the Lakers. I never really thought he was a good fit for the Lakers. I'm kind of glad that he got out of there. New Orleans, again, didn't really see a future for him in New Orleans, but Chicago seemed like the right place for Lonzo Ball to go. The Hornets, obviously that was an option for Lonzo. I think secretly him and Lamelo kind of wanted that to be a thing, but if the deal wouldn't work, the deal wouldn't work. And I think Chicago was always kind of out as the front runner, there really wasn't any other teams that they were like, this is a definite chance that he goes there. Um, the Hornets probably would have been the closest because Lamelo was there. Would have had a chance to have Lamelo, Leangelo, and Lonzo on the Hornets. That would have been really cool. I don't know if Leangelo is actually going to make the roster because he's been cut from a couple different NBA teams. But, man, I think it's really, really cool for Chicago. And I think that they get Zach Levine some help, a good passer for Zach Levine. The Bulls, I think, are a playoff team. Um, I think they slip into the 7th or 8th seed. They could take the Wizards' playoff spot because the Wizards aren't making the playoffs. They didn't with Bradley Beal before. Why would they now? Um, so that's another thing. I mean, this is kind of an NBA segment. Let's talk about that Lakers big three for a second. Is it a big three? Of course it is. I was on some guy's TikTok live a little while ago, and somebody in the comments said, it's not really a big three. It's more of a big two with the support. Absolutely not. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook, that is a big three. That might be even rival the Nets and Kyrie Harden and KD. That is a big three, and that is a dangerous three. And one thing, and this, I'm completely going to steal what I'm about to say from 
Matthew Sponhauer of um, of the Stay Hot podcast, which I've listened to a lot in like the car rides and stuff. They are great guys. Um, and and Sponhauer said something along the lines of, "What are the chances that if the Lakers and the Nets make the finals, all six of the big three guys are healthy? Those six guys being KD, Kyrie, Harden." And then LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook. I think truly three out of the four, um, th- sorry, three or four out of the six will be healthy. I really do. Um, I think Kyrie, Kyrie could stay. Katie's going to be healthy, and if he's not, he's going to play. If we're talking about being healthy, a lot of them might not be healthy, but if they're going to play, James Harden will play through an injury. Kyrie will play through an injury. Katie will play through an injury. LeBron will play through an injury. AD might not, because AD really hasn't shown any signs of being like, hey, I'm not 100. I'm not going to play. I'm going to play. It's mostly just, hey, I'm not 100. I'm sitting out. And that's something that's hurt LeBron. Russell Westbrook, I, he really did fine handling injuries um, in Washington. A short-lived stint, which was expected to be. I was surprised when he even went there in the first place. I think there was more hype to uh, the Bradley Beal-Russell Westbrook combination. They won one playoff game against Philly and then lost four against Philly. I mean, they never really had a chance at a finals run. Um, I always talked about my dream matchup being the Suns and the Wizards. Got one of those right because I love Russell Westbrook and I love Bradley Beal. Would have been really, really fun to see that. But if if we see the Nets and the Lakers face off and all six of those guys were healthy, that might be one of the most epic finals we've ever seen. But I fear the Lakers will run into the same problem next year that the Nets ran into this year, and that's where's the ball going. Especially with a guy like LeBron who's in the GOAT conversation. Katie's not even in the GOAT conversation. It's still talked about. Where's the ball going to go? I think it's the same deal. I think they get bounced in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals or before. I don't think they go to the Finals. I think the Nets will go to the Finals next year. More chemistry, a lot more um, idea of spacing and how to move the ball um, as a team with a lot of big guys on it. Um, I think the Nets are going to the Finals next year and possibly be winning it if they don't run into if they don't run run into the Lakers. I don't see another Western team beating them. So that's that. That's all I got for the NBA segment. Let's talk some baseball. All right, let's talk some baseball for the first time on this podcast, except for the first episode where I just talked about Botani and some Dark Horse World Series contenders, <clears throat> Blue Jays. Um, currently, I was just upstairs with my dad, who's also a Blue Jays fan, watching them get... I, they're going to get beat by the Indians. Extra innings, top of the 10th. They're up three runs. They're up They're down 5-2. I don't know what's going to happen. They're, they're in the bad part of their order, so they're not going to win that game. If they do, I'll be heavily surprised. Um... But let's talk about all of the big deals that happen. I'm going to talk about four big ones um, and how the impact. I'm going to start because I'm a Blue Jays fan with Jose Barrios going to my Blue Jays. And that guy was worth it. Um, we gave us some prospects, which I'm not entirely happy about. But Jose Barrios in his first start with the Blue Jays, six innings, pitched a shutout, let up five hits, didn't let up any runs, seven or eight strikeouts, I think. That's pretty good for a guy pitching in his first game in a new city and with an entirely new team behind him. The great thing about baseball is that you don't really have to practice with the team first. You always play baseball the same way. With football, you're a quarterback, you come to a different team, you're throwing at different guys. With baseball, you just kind of find your place in the order and you swing the bat. Now, defensively, you'll need some chemistry. You'll need to... um, be on the same page about who's getting what ground balls, who's about shifts and stuff. Um, but overall, 
you really just find your place in the batting order and you swing the bat. And that was the case for Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javier Baez. Let's talk about those three. First of all, if you're a Cubs fan listening to this podcast, I want to express my deepest condolences. That's bad. That's horrible. You let go of the three best players on your team. And the even worse part for Cubs fans is that they all hit a home run in their debut with their new team. Javi Baez hit a home run in his debut with the Mets. Anthony Rizzo hit a home run even in his first at-bat with the Yankees, I think it was. Could be wrong about that. but Then Chris Bryan hits one for San Francisco. Now, which of the three teams that got these three guys I think has a better chance of success now? I'm going to say the San Francisco Giants. Now, Anthony Rizzo is great. Javier Baez is great. But the team that was already in the best position before they acquired one of these guys was the San Francisco Giants. And then adding Chris Bryant, I think, gives them even a better chance. Because I think the Giants are 66-30 and 30 something right now. You added Chris Bryant, who everybody was talking about, he's going to move to the Chicago. That's not because he's a bad player. It's just his time was up there. He's not as good. I don't think he's as good as he once was, but he's still a pretty good third baseman and a solid one that the Giants are going to use heavily. And the fact that he hit a home run in his first game with them should show a little bit about the fact that he's going to make a good impact on this team. Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo, that's going to help the Yankees, which scares me because they're the only team that we can't really put behind us in the AL East right now, except for the Orioles. But they're the Orioles, so never really a threat. Um, And then... Javier Baez, the Mets, I think, are one of the most solid teams in the NL. Um, Jacob deGrom, who might still be hurt because I haven't seen him pitch in a while. But you got Marcus Stroman there still, and I've always loved Marcus Stroman ever since his time in Toronto. And you got Javier Baez now, and you got the home run derby two-time champ, who's a criminally underrated hitter. I don't know if he's underrated, I just don't hear about him as much. Maybe he's just not hitting as many home runs as guys like Vladdy or Otani or Tatis. Um, but the incredible thing about Tatis, I mean, is the levels levels of stats he puts up. He's not just hitting home runs. The guy's stealing, like, 50 bases this year already. Um, he is so good. Um, and so back to talking about um, the three Cubs guys and Jose Barrios. Barrios, I think the one thing that the Blue Jays were missing this year was just solid pitching. I mean, their relievers suck. Their relievers suck. Adam Simber, who they brought in from the Marlins a little while ago, he's been pitching great. I like him a lot. Um, and then they just picked up Joaquin Soria from the D-backs. He, he actually did good. I just watched him. He just he just came in for an inning and struck out and went 1-2-3 on, on, the, on the three batters he faced. Um, he, I mean, they're, they're improving on the reliever position, but our relievers still, for the most part, suck. Because it was a reliever who gave up the three runs and the extras. But... We have really good starting pitching. Ryu just is a Cy Young finalist this year. Not going to win it, but he's a finalist. Ryu, now you got Jose Barrios. Ross Stripling's been pitching well. Think about it. Those three guys, I'm just saying, that could be that could, that could be a run team. If they can make it to the playoffs, which they, have to, they have to do that first. That could be a sneaky World Series contender. They got a tough AL, though. So there's a lot of people to go through. But for the most part, I think they have a really good chance at it. All right, let's talk some football. All right, fun fact, it is now Tuesday because I completely forgot to finish the episode of the podcast yesterday. I got busy with some stuff for vacation, so sorry about that. But this episode is now being 
published on Tuesday. Um, remember, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Breaker, literally any platform you can think of that you would listen to a podcast on, you're going to find the, our show on. So if you would not mind following or whatever you have to do, it would be greatly appreciated. Now, let's talk about the NFL. Um, so while I was at camp, some very, very, very good news happened. Aaron Rodgers also started going to camp, training camp. Finally, Aaron Rodgers announced that he will be returning to the Packers for at least this year. I watched the press conference that he gave while I was at camp on the way to vacation, and he, he was asked about whether or not this was officially his last year in Green Bay, and he said he didn't know. I think depending on what the organization does this year and how the team does success-wise this year, that'll be his deciding factor. But honestly, if you were to ask me, I don't think him or Devontae Adams is going to be a Packer next year. I think Devontae's gone. Um, I think he just doesn't want to play that Rodgers first of all. So Rodgers leaves, Devontae's out too. And, you know, something about this whole situation kind of makes me feel like Devontae's trying to pull away from Green Bay anyway. Um... And he was kind of using this Rodgers thing as kind of a reason or excuse to be like, hey, I'm gone. You know, I can see Devontae ending up in Vegas like Jordy Nelson did. Um, except he's better than Jordy Nelson was when he went to Vegas, obviously, because Jordy was at the end of his career. Um, but another very, very pleasant piece of news that I heard after coming out of camp was Randall Cobb. He's a Packer again, man. That's crazy. That's so nice. Tell you, um, I, he did not do too well with the Texans. Um, did not have much success there, or the Cowboys, which is where he went originally after the Packers. But I, I have faith that with Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb can really return to form. Um, I mean, the problem is him and Rodgers are both older than they were. Um, Rodgers, from what I'm hearing from reports and stuff out of training camp, is he is absolutely better maybe even than he was last year uh, as the MVP. He's making throws that he was only able to make in some of his best years. You know, he is going to be ready for this year. I've heard a lot of talk about this from from different sides of the Packers fandom. I think the Packers are not an NFC Championship team this year. Um, I think there's too many good teams, like the Seahawks and the Rams out of the West. They got the Bucks. Um, nobody from the NFC East, but really it's just those three teams, Bucks, Seahawks, Rams, that are really going to put a dent in the Packers running the NFC Championship. And, 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 and depending on on what seed they get, they'll have to play a wild card game, and that'll be maybe against a really good Washington defense. Um, if they don't win the division for some reason, which with Rodgers there, I can't remember the last time they lost the division. So... Actually, I do remember because it was Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears who won the division at ten and six, while um, Rodgers was hurt and they um, went nine, eight, and one. I think it was. No, that doesn't make any sense. That was like eight. That's like eighteen games. They won nine, six, and one. Yeah, nine, six, and one, and did not make the playoff. But yeah, that was probably the last time they lost the division with Rodgers. The point is, I don't think they lose the division as long as Rodgers plays. Um, the Vikings are healthy, and they're going to be pretty good. But other than that, I mean, the Lions suck, and the Bears need to figure out the quarterback. So, simple as that. 
Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Just a reminder, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, any platform that you can think of to listen to a podcast. I guarantee you'll find our show there. I want to thank you guys for all the support you guys have joined the podcast and for all the support on other platforms such as Instagram and TikTok. Go follow my Instagram at JakeTalkSports and my TikTok if you're not already at JakeTalkSports03. I'll see you guys next time.